everybody welcome back to the podcast we are on genesis chapter 4 and let me give you a recap of what has happened in the last 3 weeks so we studied about the perfect creation of god how god made human beings and placed them into the perfect garden and then we see the fall of man and how man chose satan over god chose death over life and mortality over immortality now when we get into chapter 4 we study about the life of adam and eve after sin and this is a very interesting chapter because this is also about the continuation of the fall of humanity we see in this chapter that cain and abel were the first and the second sons of adam and eve so now adam and eve were blessed with two sons first cain and then abel if you go back to genesis chapter 3 we see about we study about the prophecy made by god about the seed of the woman now cain fits that category right because cain is the seed of the woman but is he the promised savior we are going to answer this question in a short while one day cain and abel decide to give thankfulness and praise god by offering him sacrifices abel brought the best of his firstborn of his sheep while cain brings his produce from his farm now we see that god favors abel's sacrifice over cain's sacrifice now why is that i learned the answer to this question from ellen g white's biblical commentary and when i studied that i got the answer and the answer is that abel brought the best of the best to the lord while Cain had kept the best to himself and had given something which was not the best to the Lord and that is why God favored Abel's sacrifice over Cain's sacrifice and then the Bible tells us that Cain had become very very angry and jealous of Abel to this point that he led Abel into the field and then killed him with a rock that escalated quickly I have a sister and I remember when we were very young we used to fight we used to throw punches at each other and kick each other but never to the extent that I would kill my sister or that my sister would kill me so something was actually wrong with Cain we see that the bible tells us that as soon as Cain killed Abel after a short while the lord comes to Cain and asks him about his brother's whereabouts story is very familiar right because this is the same thing that happened when adam and eve listened to the voice of the serpent listened to the voice of satan and then they fell and then sin entered the world and then god came asking them what had happened the same thing happened to Cain Cain listened to the voice of the devil sinned fell the fall continued and then god came to cain and asked what had happened and cain lies about killing his brother then god punishes him while god's harsh punishment on cain was that he would no longer be able to grow crops on his land he did promise cain that no one would kill him okay very interesting let's study about the first son of adam and eve what does the bible say about cain Cain's name means possession or a spear. He was the firstborn son of Adam and Eve and he was a farmer, unlike his brother who followed the pursuits of a pastoral life. Cain was a very self-centered and I am my own god type of person. 
he never wanted the religious element in his life and always stayed away from God. And what, how can I say this when the Bible does not say this? When we come back to the sacrifice of Cain and Abel, we see clearly about how important God was in the life of Cain and Abel. We see that Abel offers his best, which tells us that God was very important for Abel, while Cain offers mediocre stuff which tells us that God was not so important for Cain and Cain did not value God in his life. What does this tell us? Cain was the opposite of Abel. This tells us about the end days and how there would be very two separate groups of people. One who would value God in their life. One who would want to search God and not just settle for mediocre and they would want to find the truth by reading the Bible or if if a person does not have access to the Bible he would pray to God and ask God to reveal to him the truth. We see that on this account Cain was very very angry and then he killed his brother and for this crime he was expelled out of the land and God punished him by telling him that you cannot grow anything on the land anymore. But God being merciful, God promises him and says, nobody would kill you. And we see that Cain goes on and has his own family and names the city in which he lives after his first son, whose name was Enoch. We see that after Cain's descendants and generations after generations, there was no repentance. Cain and his generations and generations were falling deep and deep and deep into the pit of sin. Cain and his generations had now become wholly corrupt before God and their wickedness was so much that God does something so sad in Genesis chapter 6. Let me tell you seven things that we know about Cain. First, Cain worships himself. Second, Cain was very angry with God because God did not favor his sacrifice. Third, he refuses to bring a sin offering. When Cain killed his brother, Abel, he could have asked forgiveness from God by offering a sin offering, but he did not. He refused to do so and lied to God. We see that Cain's character had now changed completely into this unholy, unrighteous character by listening to the words of Satan. Fourth, he murders his brother. Fifth, he lies to God. Sixth, he becomes a vagabond. No whereabouts, where do I go, where do I stay, what do I do, nothing. And seventh, the one good thing we learned from Cain is how not to be like Cain. In these present times, when we walk around this world, when we walk around our houses, our neighborhoods, we would see many Cains and Abels. But for now, you have to know what category do you fit in? Are you an Abel or are you a Cain? Try to be an Abel. Let's study about what the Bible says about Abel. Abel's name means a breath or a meadow. 
He is the second son of Adam and Eve, and he was put to death by his brother Cain in Genesis chapter 4. Now, have you remembered when your father called you and your brother or you and your sister and gave you instructions on how to do a certain thing, how to cook food, how to take care of yourself, how to pack a backpack, how to drive a car, or even how to always stay close to God. I am very sure Adam called both of his sons and instructed them on how God is a very serious thing and God has and it is our duty to worship God. And we see that Cain and Abel would probably be 20 to 25 years old or 17 to 20 years old when they offered their sacrifices. And Cain had forgotten everything that his father had taught him. And then he murdered his brother Abel. Abel's offering was accepted by God, which tells us that Abel's offering was perfect. Now, keep this in your mind that an offering is not just made perfect by what you bring in, but by also how you bring it in. So Abel, when he brought the first of his f herd of sheep, Abel's mind was pure and was filled with praise for God, while Cain did not bring his best, which tells us that Cain kept the best for himself and did not keep God above everything in his life. Let's talk about five descriptions of Abel. First, Abel was a shepherd. A shepherd is the one who guides his sheep. Another person who is called a shepherd in the Bible is Jesus Christ, because Christ keeps us safe and protects us from the enemy. Second, Abel was a worshipper. In the time of sin and even when men and women had fallen down into the pit of sin, Abel still worshipped God with all of his heart. And that is why Abel brought the best sacrifice. Third point, Abel was a very righteous man. What is righteous? What is righteousness? A righteous person is basically a person who does right things and not just right things in the eyes of the world, but also, but only right things in the eyes of God. Because the world often tells us that it is okay to tell a lie if it is saving somebody, but a lie is still a lie. The world tells us that it is okay to consider yourself above everybody else because you've worked hard for it, but then you wouldn't be humble and that is totally against what God asks us to be. The first two brothers stand as the types about the two representatives of the two main groups that would be found in the end days, good and evil. Now we've studied about Cain and Abel and we are coming to the end of the chapter. The chapter also talks about the third son of Adam, but that is after the family of Cain. The third son of Adam is Seth and it says in verse 25, for God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. 
But the most important part of this chapter is the story of Cain and Abel. As we get to the end of the chapter, we study about this mark on Cain, that God marked him with something. What is this mark? We studied in Genesis chapter 1, we studied in Genesis chapter 3 that God when cursed Adam and Eve, he also gave them hope that a savior would come through the woman which would reunite God and humanity or reunite that relationship which was broken. But Cain was certainly not that savior because a person who is not righteous, a person who cannot even save himself, how can he be the savior of the world? To answer the question of the title of the message, no, Cain was not the promised savior. Genesis chapter 4 verse 15 says, But the Lord said to him, him being Cain, Not so, anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So God curses him and says, You cannot grow anything on the ground. God does not curse him but punishes him for his mistake. But God also, being merciful, finds an escape for Cain and says, Nobody who finds you will be able to kill you. Now, what is the meaning of the story of Cain and Abel? What does this actually mean to us? Why do I have to study the story of Cain and Abel? Why do I have to turn to Genesis chapter 4? When we go to the first verse of Genesis chapter 4, we see that Eve gave birth to Cain and says, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. Now this statement can be turned and twisted in many ways and I've seen people who say, are men more important than women? Is Why is Eve saying, I've gotten a man with the help of the Lord? If Eve got a daughter, wouldn't she be happy? Well, actually, that is not the case. To answer this question, we have to go back to Genesis chapter 3 where God says that the woman's seed would crush the head of the serpent. And now, because after the entry of sin, men and women were now not equal, stated in the curse related to Eve. And then when Eve gave birth to a male child, she was happy because she thought, and which was true, that the savior of this world would be a man. Now, Eve is very happy. Why? Because she thinks that Cain would bring them back into the Garden of Eden, that Cain would reunite them with God. But when we study the chapter 4, we see that Cain was nowhere near to being the savior. Now, why is the story of Cain and Abel very significant for us? Why do I have to read this? To answer this question, I have three points to share with you. And this is very important because this is just the beginning of the Bible and it already talks about the people who would live in the end times, like Cain was evil and Abel was good. There would be people like this in the end times. There would be no middle ground. There would be no moderately good or moderately evil. There would be no, I'll sin a little and I'll try not to sin a little. There would be easily distinguishable line between two people, good and evil. And that is what the story of Cain and Abel teaches us. I have three points. First, we must approach God on his terms, not our terms like Cain did. Now, Cain and Abel were instructed by their father Adam that 
their relationship with God has been broken and we it is our duty to worship him because he has created us Cain knowing this offered God something which was not the best while Adam offered God the best this also tells us that we cannot shape God into what we want. We cannot fill God into our comfort zone. We cannot follow the laws of God that we can follow and not follow the laws we cannot follow. Now by cannot, I mean that we don't want to follow. So keep this in mind. We cannot shape God into what we want him to be because God's word is consistent and perfect and we cannot change his word we cannot change god into something we want to be while we have to change ourselves into what god wants us to be we see that both men cain and abel approached god but through very different nature abel approached god in submissiveness while cain approached god in rebellion and why am I seeing a rebellion while Cain had not even sinned now? Because Cain did not bring his best to the Lord and kept the best for himself. The second thing is, we have been discussing this point for a long time now. Sin and righteousness do not mix. God and sin cannot coexist. Cain was evil. Abel was good. God was perfect. Abel was righteous Cain was falling down into the pit of sin now I'm not saying Abel was not a sinner Abel was a sinner because he, he was born into sin but he chose not to sin and to walk on the way of the Lord and Cain chose the exact opposite so we see that sin and righteousness do not mix. Cain and Abel were the complete opposite. What Cain offered and what Abel offered were the complete opposite. How Abel reacted and how Cain reacted was the complete opposite. Third point, we cannot hide our sins from God. If we go back to Genesis chapter 3 when Adam and Eve had sinned, we see that they tried to hide themselves behind trees and, 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 and run away from God. But we see that sin cannot be hidden from God. We cannot hide our sin from God because God knows everything. Even though Cain tried to cover up his sin by lying and saying, am I responsible for Abel? Is he not a grown man already? And he lied because God already knew what had happened. Scripture reveals nothing can be hidden from the Lord who knows and judges all, Hebrews 4, 12-13. This means that no sinner will ever get away with their sin. If you lie, if you cheat, if you kill, and I do not mean kill by a rock or with a spear like Cain did, but kill by words, if you commit adultery by words, if you lie, if you covet, if you break the law of God, God would know. It is very natural inclination of all people, including Christians, to cover up their sin. It is very natural. We try to lie. And there is uh, this, this very specific statement. I've been hearing this for a long time now. White lies. What are white lies? If a lie makes something good happen, then the lie can be forgotten. 
sin does not work that way. A lie is a lie, may it be for good, may it be for bad. Good in our eyes cannot always be good in God's eyes. We need to think what God would want us to do. And the Bible tells us that nothing can be hidden from God. So if we lie, if we sin and we think that nobody's watching me, if I'm stealing from a shop and I say, oh, the shopkeeper is not watching. Remember that God knows and God is watching. Sinners will go to the extreme to avoid facing the reality of their wickedness. Basically, one lie leads to another. One sin leads to another. Saving my own soul while I have a savior who is calling out to me saying, please cast your burdens upon me because I will save you. People tell lies, live in privacy and surround themselves with people who wouldn't say anything about their sins to run away from God. The account of Cain and Abel teaches us many things. These two brothers amplify, exhibit the intense battle and contrast between God and the devil, good and evil, sin and righteousness. As demonstrated by Cain's actions, God calls us to worship him on his terms, live righteous lives in faith and confess our sins to him. So man got an opportunity and man wasted it. Adam had an opportunity to confess the sin. Eve had an opportunity to confess the sin. They did not. Cain had an opportunity to confess the sin. He did not. And we see the continuation of fall and the degradation of man's mind. This is not to say that it will be very easy not to lie or it will be very easy to follow the law of God. Sadly, at times, it is more difficult to get along with brothers and sisters in Christ than non-believers. It is sad. However, this should not discourage us from doing good. Just as God sees all sins, our Heavenly Father also takes notes of all the good things that we do in His name. With this in mind, whenever you are tempted to be unloving towards your difficult church members, your tuition mates, your classmates, your teachers, your brother, sister, family, your acquaintances, people who you do not like, if you are tempted to be unloving towards them, remember that God is watching you and you are indeed your brother's keeper.